Put up your hand if you are ready for Christmas. Leah Pippos is ready for Christmas. <laughs> Put your hand up if you are not ready. Everyone else, yeah. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> it's awesome. All right. So um, we're going to just read the read a bit of the Bible this morning and talk about what that means for us. And just before we do, I just want to let you know, um, next weekend, our main service is our carol service, which is on Saturday night. It's going to be fantastic. Thank you for the woo. Thank you for the golf claps. It's going to be fantastic. And um, yeah, we'd warmly invite you. If you haven't registered yet, don't even worry about it. Just come. Just come. We're going to have dessert together. We're going to sing together. It's going to be fantastic. Awesome. All right. All right. All right. I think that's all. Cool. <laughs> hey, um, if you've got your Bible with you, why don't you grab it out? Awesome. <laughs> there is a story with these. I'm sure you're, I'm sure you're wondering what it all is. <laughs> Have you ever said to yourself, I just need some peace? I just need some peace. <laughs> Maybe it's like at home when, when you've been surrounded by your kids. I just need some peace. Maybe it's like your finances are crazy and not doing what you want them to. And you're just like, I just need some peace from this God. Anyone? Has anyone ever like, yelled it at anyone? Has anyone ever yelled it out? Yeah. All right. One of us. Cool. Two, three. All right. All right. The yellers. This is good. <laughs> I just need some peace. I, um, I think we can mean all kinds of things when we say this. Um, and so I have, a, I have a picture to show you. This is me just needing some peace. This is me in my bed. And uh, at the time, our house was crazy. Kids were running around doing wild things. It's just before Christmas last year. No, year before, actually. And um, I just wanted to read, and I didn't know how I was going to do that. So I did this one. I got these ones. Harder than it looks with a microphone. Do you like it? I can't hear what you're saying. But this is great. I was going to joke that this is so good I can't hear Dan Saunders, but he's not. Oh, he is here. Can't hear you. Sorry. Sorry, dude. Just like blocks out. Am I yelling? I can't even tell. <laughs> just blocks out all the noise, right? So kids running around. And uh, I just want to read, so I put these on. Guys, it was so good. Oh just got the piece I needed so I could read and do what I needed to do. Have you ever felt like that? You could just put like earmuffs on your life, <laughs> like your whole life. It's just a bit wild and you just feel like you just need some peace. Well, I wanted to talk about peace this morning and um, sometimes we have moments of peace in our lives, don't we? You've had a moment of peace, like everything's perfect and like... You know, there's a beautiful meal on the table and, like, the kids are behaving or your friends come over to visit and everything is just, like, there's no jobs to be done in the house. All the washing is folded. This is probably not you. I'm talking specifically about me. <laughs> ah, those moments of peace. And you're like, ah, oh, yes, yes, this is a beautiful moment of peace. We have those moments, don't we? We all have those moments and we praise God for those. They're amazing. Everything feels happy and right. But this kind of peace, in the sense that we've just talked about, it's actually usually pretty sporadic and temporary and fleeting, right? Because the next day you have to wash the clothes <laughs> and then there's more clothes to fold and then you have to pay the bills and all of the things, all of the things that we need to do, which I'm sure that you all know. So it's possible that we have moments of peace like this 
and how good are they? And there's nothing wrong with it, right? We have written on our fridge at home, celebrate everything. Literally any excuse to eat cake. We will just do it in our house. Any excuse. Can't even think of... I don't know, Isaac did really well on a maths test one time and we were like, let's eat cake, let's celebrate, celebrate it, like anything, right? So we love that in our house. We have like that culture in our house. Let's just celebrate everything, celebrate everything. And it's good, it's good to celebrate and it's good to enjoy those moments of peace. As long as we remember that they're actually not sustaining us, are they? They're not sustaining us in the way that maybe we'd like them to. They're usually not an undergirding, sustaining kind of peace that carries us through life. So peace in the Bible has quite a different meaning. And to be honest, after Christmas shopping in Kmart, has anyone been to the new Kmart? If you're visiting, this is what we talk about in Armadale. There's a new Kmart and it's really exciting. The lights are so bright, right? It's so bright in there. You walk out of Kmart and it feels like you're walking into the nighttime. And um, there's stuff everywhere. I don't even know. Christina's laughing. She's from the city. She's like, you guys have no idea. You think Armadale Kmart is crazy. Just wait till you get to Sydney. That's what you're thinking, right? Yeah, she's like, yes. She's got tears in her eyes. <laughs> crazy. And so I'm thinking of all of these things that I need to do before the 25th of December. And, and But the Bible kind of peace, it's so much more appealing than having everything in order. And I just wanted to let you know about it today. It's so beautiful. And it makes so much more sense on a level that is so much deeper than just happy moments. And we praise God for happy moments, like I said, but they're not what sustains us. I love happy moments. And I love preparing for my family and all the practical things that are in my power to do to create moments of peace. I'm still going to do that because it's beautiful and wonderful. But it's not all there is and usually it doesn't create the peace that I'm longing for. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So peace in the Bible. Next slide. Thanks, Phoebes. Um, This word in particular, you can say it to your neighbour, shalom. Shalom. Not shalom. 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 (laughs) Shalom. And in Greek, it's irene. Irene. And I was so surprised to find out that in these biblical contexts, the most basic meaning of this word, which I think you can see, is completeness. Completeness, soundness, welfare, wholeness, peace. How good is that? So this is a lot bigger than, than just a moment of peace, isn't it? How amazing. Completeness, soundness, welfare and wholeness. How beautiful. And so in the Bible, we see this, um, we see this word used in, in one instance, it's talking about like a perfect stone, like it's perfect in its shape and like it has no cracks and its color is uniform. It is shalom. It is beautiful. It is complete. Or the Bible talks about a wall that is built from stone and the wall is like complete and beautiful and it has no gaps and no missing bricks and no vulnerabilities in it to allow anything through it. And so the core idea of shalom, say it again, shalom, is that life is complex and it's full of moving parts and relationships and situations, but shalom refers to that state of completeness or wholeness. So when only one of these things, though, in our lives is out of alignment, shalom kind of breaks down, is the idea. So when shalom breaks down, life is no longer whole, but it, and it needs to be restored. It needs to be restored. Does anyone feel like that in their soul today? I need some shalom. I do. I feel like I do. Solomon brings shalom um, to the unfinished temple in the Old Testament when he completes it. Tim Mackey says, 
this about shalom. When rival kings make shalom in the Bible, it doesn't mean they just stop fighting. It also means they start working for one another's benefit. The state of shalom is what Israel's kings were supposed to cultivate, but it rarely happened. So the prophet Isaiah looked forward to a future king, a prince of peace, a a prince of shalom, amazing Jesus, and his reign would bring shalom with no end. And there would be a time when God would make a covenant with his people and make all the wrongs right and heal all that's been broken. And this is why Jesus' birth in the New Testament was announced as the rival of Irene or Shalom in the the Hebrew. And Jesus came to offer us perfect peace. So interesting. Hey, has that broadened your idea of what peace is (laughs) this morning? So I think there's actually so much evidence that humans love to bring Shalom And I think this is beautiful and exciting and wonderful. In fact, I think that with our very best intentions, the human heart does so many things to try and take hold of peace and achieve shalom. But usually we're trying to get it from places and traditions and circumstances that cannot fully provide that kind of peace. And that's okay. And it's not because those things are bad. They're just limited. They're just limited. But we do it anyway, don't we? I think that... We're longing for shalom because we know that that kind of rich, complete, whole, sound peace exists, but we're just not quite sure how to manifest it on our own, and I don't think that that's all bad. So let me explain what I mean by that. Have you ever walked past a painting on a wall and you're like, it's crooked and I need to go and straighten that? Is this just me? Rhonda? every day. Anyone else? This is Kesha. Yes, this is Shiny. This is Rhett. Awesome. Awesome. This is Dan. Whatever. All the what? All the spreadsheet people. (laughs) You just want to go and straighten it because there's something in you that knows this is not sound. This is not whole. This is not what it could be and I need to go fix it, right? You want to bring shalom to this painting. You want to bring shalom to this situation. It's not all bad. This is awesome. This is the reason that so many good things happen in the world, right? I love it. It's so good. It's so beautiful. Have you ever renovated a house? (laughs) You're like, I don't want to talk about it. It's okay. I understand. (laughs) You've seen the potential of a dilapidated old house and everything in you just dreams of what it could be. Is that just me? Or is that, you know, you just do, you just like, this could be so good. It's not, but it could be. You just want to bring shalom to it. You just want to bring some completeness and wholeness and peace to it. I love that. Um, There's a house in town that Andy wants to buy and renovate just for the sole reason that he knows it can be better than what it is. Like every time we drive past, he's like, still thinking about buying that house. He just wants, he thinks he can get rid of the lead paint and the black mold and it's going to be like dandy. (laughs) And maybe it is, who knows. But he wants to bring shalom. He wants to bring shalom to that house. So good. Have you ever visited a struggling friend and you know they're struggling and their house is a mess and so you've noticed that ramification and so you're like, let me do your washing. Let me do some cleaning for you. Let me bring some shalom here. Let me bring some shalom into this situation. Humans do all sorts of things in beautiful ways to bring shalom, to bring peace. We don't even know we're doing it, but there's just something within us that just wants to bring that wholeness, bring that peace to whatever it is. Andy loves to chase after shalom when he mows our lawn at our place. He, he just doesn't like run over it in the time that he has. He's like very specific about the height of the mower <laughs> and like he doesn't just 
mow willy-nilly. He's like, he mows like a checkered pattern into it. I don't know what that's called, but do you know what I mean? He'll go all one way and then he'll go the other way and he'll just stand back and he's like, yeah. You can just see it oozing out of him. I have shalomed this lawn. Like, he's so happy. Wholeness, completeness. Kakuyu, peace. Like, (laughs) he just loves it. He's bringing shalom (laughs) to our lawn. (laughs) I personally can't, can't walk past rubbish without picking it up. The thing is, if you pick up one piece and then you see the next piece and then you see 20 other pieces and you're like, no, there's too many, and then you're stuck with the one piece that you picked up because it would be bad if you put it back down again. Do you know what I mean? This is my daily struggle. I just I hate it. I hate when there's rubbish around. I want to pick it up. I want to put it in the bin. I want to restore some shalom. I want to bring some shalom to my street, to downtown, wherever it is. I just think about it all day if I don't pick it up. There was That happened yesterday and I still thought about it this morning. <laughs> So to bring shalom, it means to bring restoration and wholeness so that nothing is out of alignment. So my first thought or my challenge to us, to me, to us today as a church, as we approach Christmas, which the whole point of Christmas was that Jesus came as the Prince of Peace, to bring peace, to bring shalom, wholeness, completeness. My challenge today is I wonder if we could just be those people who like that church even who's known for just like bringing shalom, like bringing peace, like everywhere we go, (laughs) like picking up the rubbish downtown, putting something back on the shelf in Kmart, visiting that person that's sick, making them some food, offering someone your shoes, whatever it is. Imagine if we were just those people where shalom, this idea, this perfectness that Jesus is, imagine if it just kind of oozed out of us as well. And we just bought shalom everywhere we went. Oh, that would be beautiful. It would be beautiful. And there's opportunity everywhere, everywhere. I think about Leah, actually, just as I'm looking at you, and the pottery that she made and sold for the women's shelter. She's just trying to bring some shalom to that situation that's out of whack. And she knows it is. And it's time to bring some shalom, some wholeness, some soundness, some welfare, some peace. So wonderful. So Imagine if we were that kind of church. Imagine you as that kind of person. What changes could you make? Even just over the next week leading up to Christmas, that would just cause you to be a person like that. You just bring shalom wherever you go. You see the needs, you address the wrongs, you solve the problems, you bring the joy, you buy the groceries for someone, you pray for someone, you intercede for someone, you help someone who's sick, so you celebrate with someone. Bring, bringing shalom. And we can never fully bring it because we're broken people too, right? But we can look at Jesus and go, this is what Jesus is like. He's full of peace. He's the prince of peace. And so we aim, we aim to be like him. And we aim to operate in the world like him and bring shalom, wholeness, soundness, peace. So let's switch gears for a moment and think about you and your peace in your life now, in my life right now, like in your heart and in your mind. How are you feeling about Christmas? And more importantly, how are you feeling about just life in general, just life in general right now? It's ironic, I find, so ironic, that the very thing that we are celebrating at Christmas time is a whole ever-increasing reconciliation between God and humanity. It's actually overcome sometimes with grief and stress and financial strain and tradition which is awesome I love tradition I love tradition 
And somehow in our eagerness to kind of grasp at that kind of shalom and to pursue shalom and some kind of peace in our lives, the very celebration of it, it distracts us from the very real presence of it. What a shame. I think that's on the next slide, Phoebes, just for you to reflect. The very celebration of peace distracts us from the very real and very present reality of peace. (laughs) What are we doing? What are we doing? Why do we do this? God, forgive us for mistakenly grasping at some kind of peace with good intentions, right? We all have good intentions and just desperately trying to experience wholeness in things that we can buy and parties that we can have. And I'm all for those things. I love buying things and I love parties. But it's as though shalom, that peace can only be found in those things and it's just not true. But I have some good news this morning. Jesus still offers peace to humanity today and every day as often as we remember it. So could it be our title this morning was Missing Peace, which I didn't choose, so I'm just going along with it, but how amazing. Could it be that peace isn't missing, it isn't absent or unavailable? As the theme today suggests, maybe we're just missing it. We're missing it. (laughs) We're looking beyond it, looking past it. We're not recognising it. Maybe that's all it is. I think that's true for probably the majority of us, including myself. We are distracted from it by a lesser peace. True peace is not the absence of conflict. It requires taking whatever is broken and restoring it to wholeness in our lives, in our relationships, in our world. And this is the point of Jesus. This is the point of Jesus. Christmas. Jesus, the Prince of Peace. So there are so many implications that we don't have time to explore today. And I I, I wish we did have more time. But the most wonderful thing about all of this is that the most lasting most staggering, most spiritually significant kind of peace that humanity is always holding in high tension and trying to achieve and speculating about, it's already been addressed by Jesus. (laughs) It's already been addressed by Jesus. And where there are so many facets of life and issues of the heart that are yet to be whole and complete and shalomed, if you like, is that a a thing, shalomed? It is. Let's make that a thing. All the things that are yet to be shalomed. (laughs) All of these things that we're waiting, we're waiting for that peace to come. I think we just need to remember this morning, Jesus has filled the most important and eternally vital and indispensable kind of peace already. And that is that you and I can have peace with God. No matter who we are, no matter what life is like, no matter whether we're a Christian, no matter whether we're not, no matter whether we're a man or a woman, no matter what, no matter what. Jesus has already offered this peace with God. How beautiful. How beautiful. There are no barriers between you and God that exist other than the ones you put there yourself. Let's not do that. We don't need to. We don't need to do that anymore. So maybe you're thinking, great, that's awesome. And I'm glad that I can have that kind of peace, like that long-term peace with God. I can know God. I have peace with God. That's awesome. But I don't feel like I have peace right now. Anyone? (laughs) I don't feel like I have peace right now. So how? How do you experience it? It's time to get the earmuffs out again. Would anyone like some? Like just a take home. Brett, you look like you can probably. Yeah. Who else wants one? Where's Val? 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 
Val. Val, these are for you. You sang so beautiful this morning. We're so proud of you girls. Serafina, Valentina, so beautiful. Anyone else want some earmuffs? Yeah. All right, all right. Nikki, I'm not going to throw them because I probably hit Leah in the head. So <laughs> I'm just going to pass them to you. And just, just so that you can um, remember what this is like, maybe just pop them on wherever you're sitting, just pop them on. And just notice the absence of all of the noise, including me, <laughs> all of the noise that's happening. <laughs> Dan, do you want some? There's one pair left. I see that face. You can give that to Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> how do you experience this kind of peace? Because there's voices coming from everywhere, right? Like there's everything that's happening in the world. There's everything that's happening on, like on the news. There is your financial strain, your like whatever it is. There are a million things that are happening that are playing for that space in our mind. Is that true? Or is that just me? No, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's true. Pretty sure that's true for everyone. So let's look at Isaiah 26 verse 3 and it reads like this. And I think we have it on the slide. Maybe not. doesn't matter. It says, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you and all whose thoughts are fixed on you. And here where we read perfect peace, you will keep in perfect peace. The Hebrew actually says, it doesn't just say you will keep in perfect shalom. It says you will keep in shalom, 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 shalom. So it's like, like this is not just peace. It's like peace, peace. It's like the real peace. <laughs> so it's not the temporary peace. It's not the little peace. It's like the big peace. Shalom, shalom, like peace, peace, superior peace. The Amplified Bible says it like this. Sorry if you hate the Amplified. It says, you will keep in perfect and constant peace. The one whose mind, say mind, the one whose mind is steadfast, that is committed and focused on you in both inclination and character in both which way we lean in our mind and the knowledge that we have of who God really is because he trusts and takes refuge in you with hope and confident expectation. How good is that? <laughs> with hope and confident expectation. So to me, it looks like the battle for peace is, is in our mind. That's, what, that's where everything happens. This is where everything is going on. And so the question today is, um, what is my mind committed to or focused on? Because depending on what that is, the state or the quality of our peace is actually up for grabs. But we have a choice in this. We have a choice in this matter. So is it time to grab the spiritual slash mental earmuffs and just to block out some unhelpful noise? As you're heading into spending time with your family, as you're heading into all of the Christmas wild... Is it time to just consider what are all of the things that are coming in? <laughs> what decisions do I need to make about this? Do I need to put some spiritual earmuffs on? <laughs> it sounds crazy. <laughs> but in reality, it's, it's a choice. We're choosing to block out things that aren't helpful and to remember who God is and to say, God, oh, your perfect peace, your perfect peace, it's available to us. How beautiful. So just in case you're unsure, the answer is yes, it is time to break out the spiritual earmuffs. Because everything that's unhelpful, have you noticed, is usually external. <laughs> it's usually external. So when you put those spiritual earmuffs on, or the physical ones, 
Um, I can't remember your name, but you've got them on and it looks like you're just having a good old time. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he's, he's in the zone. So that's this perfect example, Exhibit A. Um, it is time because everything else that is unhelpful is usually external, but the Spirit of God is within you. If you follow Jesus, the Spirit of God is within you. So you can block out everything else and the Holy Spirit will still speak to you, still lead you, still guide you still teach you how wonderful, what a wonderful thing. So next slide, Abs. Listen to this from, oh, not Abs, Phoebes. <laughs> Listen to this from Philippians. It says, do not be anxious about anything. Instead, so here's the alternative, in every situation, at Christmas time and otherwise, with prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, tell your requests to God and the peace that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. If you've been a Christian for like longer than five minutes, you will have heard this a million times. Let's not allow the familiarity of this to rob it of its power. Is that cool? Why don't you just read it afresh this week? Just read through Philippians. It's amazing. And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ. So the instructions for us in these two passages that we've just read regarding peace are pretty straightforward, even though life is not straightforward. So we need that. This is an orange highlighter moment, Duncan, right? So we set our mind on him and we fix our thoughts on him. And we bring our requests to God so that, so that he can exchange your cares and worries for peace. I was thinking about this earlier this week and I was just remembering, um, have you, is it, has, it, has anyone had a toddler? You've had like little kids. I'm sure there's some of you. <laughs> you remember those days where your toddler has like a million, a million things in their arms and like they're trying to climb a tree or they're trying to get in the car. And they keep dropping everything, but they don't want to put anything down. And then they cry because they can't carry anything. Anyone? No? Yeah? Yeah, right? And you say to them, because you're a good parent, you say to them, hey, can I hold that for you while you get in the car? Can I just hold that for you while you climb up the tree? <laughs> and what do they say? No, because they're toddlers and no is the answer to everything. <laughs> Where's my friend Helen? <laughs> no is the answer to everything. Yeah. <laughs> They say no. And I think, what a funny picture because we do this with God. We're trying to hold everything. And we don't want to drop anything. And we get upset when we do drop everything. And, and we're, try, we're trying to hold everything while we're doing something else. Usually while we're doing something that we feel God's asked us to do. And he's like, can I hold that for you? Can I exchange that for you? Can you give me that worry, that care, that weight? so that I could give you my peace and then you could get in the car, then you could get up the tree, then you could, whatever it is, whatever God's asking you to do. Let's not be that kid who's like, no. <laughs> How crazy. The offer of help is there. The offer of help is there. God's saying, hey, can I carry that for you? Can I hold that for you? Well, you just run ahead while well, you go ahead and do what you need to do. This is still a reality with Jesus today for you, for me. How beautiful. How beautiful. Tell the person next to you, don't be a toddler. I see there are <laughs> thought trains happening. Let's not. <laughs> How beautiful that this kind of shalom 
this kind of, this God kind of peace. It transcends whatever we're going through, whatever traditions we have, even the good ones, even the good ones. It transcends our own efforts because Paul writes in Ephesians about Jesus. He says this, it's so beautiful. He says, he himself is our peace. I love that. He himself, Jesus, he himself is our peace. So beautiful. I'm going to ask Kesh to come before we all head out for um, fairy floss and snow cones. If you are an inner two-year-old inwardly, <laughs> a toddler inwardly. <laughs> um, hey, listen to this from John chapter 14. Is I think we have it on a slide. It says this, But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you everything of everything I have said to you. Verse 27, it says, peace I leave with you. This is Jesus speaking. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. He says, I do not give to you as the world gives. This is so amazing and I wish we could talk about this for a long time. We'll talk about it another time. I do not give you peace as the world gives. So do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. So Jesus is like, the Holy Spirit will help you. And I'm giving you, I'm not just giving you a peace, I'm giving you my peace, my peace I give to you. So just as we finish up, you might need to implement some earmuff moments over your Christmas break. If you need to do that, go ahead and do it. Go ahead and do it. You won't regret it. So figure out what that needs to be. How would I take that kind of earmuff moment? How would I take that spiritual moment when things are overwhelming, when I need to exchange what I'm holding and give it to my Father so that I can keep moving? What does that look like for you? For some people, it means I just need to go for a walk in the bush. (laughs) I just need to have a moment with God. Whatever it is for you, you just need to do it. If you want to buy some earmuffs from Bunnings, they are $5.00. Go buy some, sit in your bedroom, put your earmuffs on, read the word, pray, do whatever you need to do. But the whole point is that we are shutting out the exterior voices and we are inviting the Holy Spirit into our space, into that space. There is nothing more beautiful. A few weeks ago, I was really feeling in the pressure of what I, I perceived to be many demands on me. And Andrew says to me, I'm like doing this, not crying everything. And Andrew says to me, what do you need? What do you need? He's so good. He's awesome. And I'm like, I just need the water. And he's like, what? I'm like, can we go to the blue hole? I just need to go. To, who's been to the blue hole in town? Gara Gorge. If you haven't been there, oh, it's beautiful. You should go. Go this afternoon. So we like drive out to the blue hole in silence. I don't say anything. He's like, oh my gosh, she's having a breakdown. I don't know what he's thinking, Um, but he's beautiful. So we praise God for him. And so we drive out in the silence. I get out of the car. We don't even talk. We just both walk down to the river and I just wade into the river. Like I just walk into the middle of the river (laughs) and like my tears are falling into the water and I sit down in the river and like the water is flowing like around my shoulders and I can like feel like moving my hair. I just close my eyes. I let the tears happen. And inwardly, I'm just letting go of all of the things that I perceive to be heavy weights on me. And it was such a beautiful spiritual moment. (laughs) 
in this beautiful river that was just such a good reminder to, it was like I was putting those earmuffs on, putting those spiritual earmuffs on, blocking everything else out, just taking a moment. So the water's flowing, my snot, let's be real. I lost a thong down the river. Sorry, Leah, she's environmental. (laughs) I'll find it one day. And I just allowed the water to wash over me for what felt like the longest time. Just had my eyes closed for ages. Maybe it wasn't ages, but it felt like a long time. And it was so beautiful. If you need to do something like that, do it. Just do it. Maybe you hate being outdoors, that's fine. Whatever it is, however you need to make that happen, can you just do that every time over these next few weeks that you're feeling overwhelmed? Because the peace of God is available to you. We just don't want to miss it. We just don't want to miss it. We don't want it to go over our heads. We don't want it to just be muted and strangled by all of the other voices because it is available to us. It's not missing. It's not missing. We're missing it. The peace of God is not missing. We all have these moments of overwhelming, you know, things seem too heavy. There's nothing wrong with you that you would have those moments. It's a normal human thing. I hope you know that. There's nothing wrong with you. One of the examples I used earlier to describe shalom, what shalom is, is the idea of a beautiful wall that's built with stone and it's complete and there's no gaps in it. There's no bricks missing. And if for you today, you feel like there are definitely some bricks missing, <laughs> can I, I'm just, I just want to pray for you. I'm going to pray for all of us here, but I'm also going to be over here with the team. And if you need someone to pray with you about whatever's going on, just don't, let's not miss the opportunity. This is why we gather. This is one of the reasons that we gather is so that we can encourage one another and pray together. So let's do that. I'd love to pray for you that God would just shalom you. (laughs) You would be shalomed. That God would just bring his peace (laughs) and bring his restoration and wholeness and completeness to you because he can because he can. And if you've never invited God into any space in your life, but you're thinking it's time for some peace, I need to do that today. I would also love to pray with you. You know that the way of Jesus has just been tugging on the inside of you for a little while and and you're like, okay, it's time to respond and I need some of that peace. I would love to come and grab me. I would love to pray with you. Don't miss the opportunity. Tell the friend that you came with today or come and get me and let's just pray together. Is that cool? Don't miss the opportunity. So just before we go, oh, here we go. Just some takeaways just before we go. How could I be a shalom person, a person? Or how could we be that church? How could we do that and just bring, bring restoration and bring peace and wholeness? Um, you need to remember that you can have peace with God. Whether you never have or whether you have and it's just been disrupted for some reason, you can. It is not missing. It's available. Peace is available. You can choose what you fix your mind on. You can bring your requests and fears and worries to God and He will exchange them with His peace. God's peace is complete regardless of circumstance. And you need to remember that you can ask the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, for peace in any moment. How beautiful. How beautiful. Would you, would you guys stand with me? Let's pray together.
awesome. And I might ask the whole band to come. Would you like to sing together as well? Let's sing one more time, hey? So let's take a moment. Imagine you're putting the spiritual earmuffs on right now. If you have physical earmuffs, you are welcome to use them. <laughs> just take a moment. Just take a few seconds. So God, we thank you that you are not far from us. You are close to us. And we thank you, God, there's nothing that we need to do or like conjure up to experience your peace. The Holy Spirit, you are here and you are ready. The advocate, the helper, that you will bring us peace, Holy Spirit. I pray for each person in this room as we head out, as we head into whatever Christmas holds for us, whether it's busy, whether it's lonely, whatever it is. Holy Spirit, I pray your presence would be so real, would be so, you would be so present with us over these next few weeks. I pray, God, that you would just help us to not miss the peace that you're offering us, the peace that is right there, I pray that you would, you would just help us to not miss it, to not be distracted from it. And I thank you, God, that you offer it to everybody, not the special people, not the spiritual people, everybody. You offer it to everybody, the broken people, the imperfect people, the stressed people, <laughs> the tired people, the weary people. You offer your peace, your wholeness, your completeness, your welfare, your peace. You offer it to us, God. And wherever we need that in our lives this morning, Holy Spirit, would you just help us to recognize and to take a hold of it? We love you, God. We love you, Jesus. I thank you that your name is the Prince of Peace. The Prince of Peace. And we just speak your name, Jesus, the Prince of Peace. We speak your name, Jesus, over every circumstance. Over every person, over every family represented here. I pray, God, for your peace and your joy over this season. God, I pray that you would just remind us again of the incredible thing that you have done, that you would reach out to humanity and say, there are no barriers anymore. There are no barriers. We thank you, Jesus. So we give all of these things to you, everything that we've heard, everything that you, Holy Spirit, are speaking. And we just say, have your way. Have your way in us, Holy Spirit. We love you, God. Jesus, the Prince of Peace. Amen.